It's okay. Leaves from the vine falling so slow like fragile tiny shells drifting in the foam. Little soldier boy come marching home. Brave soldier boy comes marching home. Huge! <laughs> Flamio, hot men. Welcome to the Ember Island podcast. This is a show where two fans of Avatar The Last Airbender sit and talk about every single episode. I'm Leslie. And I'm Barbara. And today we'll be talking about book two, chapter 15, The Tales of Ba Sing Se, also known as, it's it's the Iroh one. It, and you know what we're talking about if you are a fan like we are. <laughs> yeah, it's just the one yeah. that kills your hopes and dreams. Uh-huh, Yeah. The one that I can't watch too often because I always break down in tears. So before we talk about it, you want to talk about spoilers? Okay, so you have had over a decade to watch every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. This episode came out in in 2007, I believe. Uh, uh, heavy, heavy spoilers ahead. We will be spoiling everything from this episode and also things from previous episodes and past episodes. Um, since since this episode is very character specific, where where we're going to be getting snippets of uh of everyone's character and also like some of their deepest darkest insecurities and fears and sadnesses. Heavy, heavy spoilers ahead, specifically for characterization. Yep. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite episodes. I love this one to pieces. Although, when I was younger, fun fact, I hated this episode. Like, I still the, don't I was understand. the worst. Yeah, I, I still don't understand me either. Because, like, I've, I think the reason why I didn't like it when I was younger was because... This episode was coming up right off of City of Walls and Secrets, where you got like this crazy conspiracy brainwashing plot going on and Aang still missing and all that jazz. And then this episode comes along and kind of drops all of that for a hot second, just so we can get little little short stories about each character, which I think I could have cared less about at that point because I didn't know any better. <laughs> so, yeah, I take it back. I was a stupid 12 13 year old kid at the That's time stupid. So, misguided yeah. <laughs> yeah misguided i i was misguided i liked a lot of things back then that i question now like why why did i like that but yeah this is my favorite one of my favorite episodes now and it's honestly like if i were to introduce somebody who's never seen an avatar to this show and its characters i feel like i would sh- and like if i didn't have to show them stuff in order I feel like this would be the one I'd give them first just because like it's a really nice thesis statement for every character mm-hmm. um, on this list here. And yeah, and they're both all the shorts are very entertaining. And it's pretty digestible. 
Mm-hmm. That is a that is a good point. If you don't care about things being being spoiled anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, though, because, it, I mean, I feel like this episode's kind of detached from the main plot for a hot second. I mean, it comes in here and there, but on the whole, it's kind of detached. So you can kind of go in, I feel, without having to well, know too much of what's going on. Y- yes, but I but I feel like it spoils the like the center of every of every character i think it like it like like it shows quite a bit about each character and it is a a focal point into their into their insecurities their they're they're like biggest focal focal points really their largest traits and and i don't know if if i want to give it all away which is which is weird because be because watching this episode except for except for Iroh's part, um, it doesn't spoil anything plot wise. They don't really talk about anything of note yet again, except for Iroh's episode. But that is just soul crushing. <laughs> oh. God, yeah, just absolutely devastating. Yeah, so just to sum up what this episode is, again, it's a series of many vignettes that explores each main character and just, you know, shows what each of them are up to and bossing say during this month-long hiatus that the gang has been forced into because the Earth King isn't unavailable until then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just showing them, showing us the viewer what they've been up to for that month. So I guess we should just start. <laughs> yeah. Um this this might be the the only episode where it's really easy to talk about because every yeah. single section <laughs> right? is its own section. We don't have to jump back and forth <laughs> between any of these or like quickly go through one plot and then jump back to another. Yeah, yeah. They're all self-contained stories. So super nice. And each one's only like three to four minutes long so yeah it's pretty great okay why don't we start from the beginning Toph right. and Katara yep the tale of Toph and Katara because it's tales of Boston say ah <laughs> yeah so this is the one where Toph and Katara have a spa day together much to Toph's disapproval chagrin. initially yeah chagrin <laughs> although I gotta say seeing as how she dressed up to look like nobility in the episode previously it's kind of weird to see that she's like upset to be going getting all pampered and stuff when she had no problem with it in the last episode but eh, so so uh watching this this episode gave me a different perspective so um so um, before dressing up looking all looking all pretty was for a purpose she was doing it because they were infiltrating the palace um, mm. doing it now it's just to feel good about yourself to kind of feel feel pampered and and Toph wearing wearing makeup she doesn't see that because she can't see <laughs> it, yeah for her it doesn't serve a purpose here mm-hmm. that's true and um I thought this episode was nice because 
Toph's uh, of the main gang and uh, even Iroh and and Zuko to an extent. I think Toph's, yeah, Toph's great, but I think Toph is also the most self-actualized at this point in time of like she, yeah, she kind of stay she stays pretty static over the course of the show she doesn't have much growth to do beyond i guess accepting that her parents though misguided still kind of care about her to in a weird way um and just accepting that it's okay for people to help her and she doesn't have to carry her own weight all the time but aside from that yeah she's pretty self-actualized she's she knows who she is. She's confident, borderline arrogant. <laughs> um, yeah, and she knows what she's doing for the most part. So it was nice to have this episode where she opens up a little bit and shows a little more vulnerability of, about, you know, just like like not knowing what she looks like and stuff. And yeah, I I don't know. I think the three the three girls who walked by got to her a little bit. Not not a lot, but. You can still see that it hurt her a little bit. Uh, they were so. catty and terrible. Yeah, <laughs> they suck. <laughs> yeah. So this tale starts. Um, Aang, Aang is Aang is shaving his head. Sokka is shaving his face, um, which is hilarious. Yeah, um, Sokka with the mustache. Um, no. no. <laughs> um, Katara is putting in her hair loopies. Um, and Toph looks like me in the morning. <laughs> so, oh man, I wrote that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like me just like face down on the floor, <laughs> looking like I died. <laughs> like truth. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of hair, and I have a lot of frizzy hair. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely be Book Hermione. Definitely oh, yeah. not Emma Watson. <laughs> No, yeah, like Book Hermione, definitely. Like that was me in middle school. I had like the bushiest hair ever, and that's usually what I compare myself to. It's like I look like Book Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so um, Katara suggests a girls' day out, which is which is which is really sweet. Yeah, um, and just the fact that Katara and Toph clearly get along in this episode, even though they they have their rocky moments pun intended mm-hmm. <laughs> um from time to time but yeah they, they're clearly friends yeah even though yeah they might even though from time to time but yeah they're two totally different different characters oh, at yeah. least it seems like that <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then um they go to this fancy lady pampering place it was like the fancy lady day spa, which is the weirdest yeah. name ever. It sounds like it sounds like something that a bad trans- was transcribed in a different language, and the, yeah, and then it went through Google yes! Translate. Yes, we had the same thought. Yay! I love you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so um so um tops one qualm is that no one's allowed t- to touch her feet. So the next scene we see Jump cuts in. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a five grown grown woman trying trying to restrain Toph while she's trying to fight away while they give her like a really nice pedicure. Yeah. Honestly, I can still relate. I'm easily I'm very ticklish. ticklish. Yeah. So I think that's part of why I don't do spa time too much because I can't do like massages and people like soothing my feet without me freaking out. <laughs> 
so relatable. I end up saying saying thank you too much <laughs> whenever anyone's doing something for me. I'm like, oh, thank you for this. Oh, thank you for that. And I'm sure that I'm just totally annoying. Just like, oh my god. Uh, to uh, the point where it sounds fake, but I'm right, actually yeah. just it's like, I know oh. you just said thank you like two seconds ago. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, we get a, a montage of them hanging out in the spa. Toph's not having it at first, but, you know, she eases into it. They get into, like, one of the saunas, and that seems pretty relaxing. Mm-hmm. The mud bath looks mud- amazing. Oh, yeah, that mud bath looks so good. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a really nice spa, I gotta mm-hmm. say. But then they walk out with, like, the tackiest makeup ever. I'm not going to lie. So It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, when those three catty girls show up and uh, diss Toph and maybe Katara. They didn't actually, I don't know. They, they thought that she looks like a clown. And I'm like, well, to be fair, it is kind of a lot of makeup. <laughs> like, it is, I, but, <laughs> but why not keep your... your your catty comment to yourself sure or like whisper it to your bitchy (laughs) friends later definitely but at the same time i feel like maybe it might have might have had more of an impact if that makeup wasn't so over the top it's like yeah i wouldn't walk out in that makeup either (laughs) to be fair yeah uh, but yeah she looks like someone put a sweater on my poodle on my uh, am I like poodle monkey? Terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> Calling her um, a dog monkey? It's like, dang, okay. Wow. Like monkey. I mean, I'm sure the poodle monkey is very adorable, but still. <laughs> um Yeah, so Toph takes it like a champ by earth bending them over the bridge, and Katara adds on to it by creating a giant wave that sweeps them away. Just pretty good payback. Makes me wish that I had been dating in middle school, high school to deal with that kind of crap. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then Toph opens up a little bit about, yeah, it's just like, I have no idea what I look like, but I could care less because I know who I am and stuff. While and, she cries. Yeah. And Katara totally respects that and says that she's really pretty. And Toph's like, really? And Katara's like, yeah. And it's so sweet. And then Toph's like, I've returned the compliment, but I have no idea what you look like. <laughs> yeah, but I but I liked that part because because she thinks that that Katara is pretty because she sees what what is on Katara's insides because she Aww. can only hear her, and and she's a good person, so she mm-hmm. so she has to be pretty, which is which is a bad thing yeah, to think <laughs> but in this case it is really- yeah <laughs> but really sweet and then we cut to <laughs> the tale of Iroh which I forgot that it was so early on into the episode so I was not mentally prepared I was like oh it's only the second one in like cool <laughs> so this is the one where Iroh is just going around town being the awesome baller that he is and helping people out just 
as he's walking about on a special occasion that we don't know about until the very end, in which case, oh, it's his dead son's birthday. How how wonderful. Uh, okay. Oh. Um, I just I just want you to know that my first note for this section was fuck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I wrote asterisk grabs tissues. <laughs> what (laughs) yeah this this episode is so well done when i say that like every tale in this is like a thesis that like embodies each character yeah this is the one that i point to the most for that seriously this gives you everything that you need to know about this character and like all the complexities around this character and why he does what he does from episode to episode it's ridiculous like in this episode he's funny he's compassionate i mean he's a badass (laughs) just all the things and then when you just see him break down at the end of the episode it just ties everything together so nicely and i can't with it (laughs) okay so um so um this so the tale starts iroh is is trying to get get a get a picnic basket uh uh the the shop owner um um says that if he's trying to go on a um romantic picnic this is a really good good number um um pulls up this like flowery picnic basket iroh's like no this one's this one's fine takes (laughs) takes that gives him a coin but when he's leaving the shop, he sees he sees a moon flower and he pushes it back because it prefers partial shade. Oh, because I was the best. He's even helping flowers. Come on, man. Uh, he's so <laughs> oh, cool and wise. I know. Um, oh, he's the best. Uh, then, uh, then when he is when he's going to pick up, uh, um, to to pick up other things, he passes a crying boy that is that that is just crying it who's just crying in the market with his with a um sitar song playing the yeah. happier rendition <laughs> of a little soldier boy not gonna lie this is when i started crying <laughs> just hearing the song it's <laughs> like oh god i can't <laughs> Now the it's, way oh. the way that I stop me from 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 crying at things is that I tell myself that I'm going to cry, and then I don't. <laughs> Good for you. I I couldn't. But, but if oh. I just let it happen, I will just bawl throughout the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just so sad. Oh my god! Like yeah, and it's such a pretty song too. Like I'm, I'm probably gonna play this at the start of the episode just to put all y'all in the mood that I was in <laughs> watching mm-hmm. this episode because, oh better. gosh, it's great. That's yeah, what I want, I totally will. I, I want to torture our viewers. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's he plays the song. It's really sweet. He tears up the little boy. He tugs on his beard. It's cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And he walks away. And then he walks past an alleyway where a bunch of boys are playing like this soccer wall ball hybrid game that looks pretty fun with earth bending. It's really neat. It yeah. is it it's kind of the earth version of airball. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what it felt like. 
It was I really would, fun. I would love to see every single uh, nation's version of soccer. Right? Oh man, that'd be so curious. Yeah, no, because <laughs> there's because there's airball, because there's this like earth earth soccer going on with the goals. There, there, there has to be a fire and a water version. I am, totally. I am really looking forward to the fan fiction. Oh my god! Yeah. And yeah. the fan art. <laughs> yes, that would be great. So, um, yeah, they're playing this game, and the ball crashes into a window. <laughs> As you do, I think everybody's done it when they're a kid. It's like, oh, great, we're bust, we're busted. I was like, ah, don't worry about it. This is perfectly good time to redeem your honor and apologize and stuff and then there's like it is usually best to admit mistakes (laughs) when they when they recur and restore honor yeah um until you see who who (laughs) owns the house this dude is taking up the entire window his face is taking up the entire window yeah (laughs) in which case we cut back to iroh and he's like yeah not this time so let's let's get out of here <laughs> rightfully so i'm like this dude's giant how does he fit in there i don't know no wonder he's grumpy he can't even fit in his own house <laughs> i don't know so yeah they hightail it out of there and then um iroh goes into another alleyway and runs into this dude who proceeds to try to mug him but then iroh realizes that this dude he has a bad is, stance <laughs> his stance is awful <laughs> And he's just like he's calmly like a total baller like what are you doing <laughs> the dude's like i'm mugging you <laughs> and, shakes and knife I, yeah and i was just like yeah but your stance is awful and then proceeds to uh take ko him down. Him. yeah take him down <laughs> in like one move <laughs> like a total badass um yeah just the fact that he just calmly re- reacts to mugging it's like yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, proceeds to help him improve his stance, <laughs> and then questions why he's even mugging in the first place because he just doesn't seem like the type. Because he's just but, confused. Yeah, and then we get tea time with Iroh, <laughs> and I'm crying again. <laughs> Would oh be a good Monsieur, dude. <laughs> Oh, it's so sweet. And he's like, yeah, no one's ever believed in me. And I was like, it's always best to believe in oneself, but a little help from others can be a great blessing. I'm like, oh my God. Like, why is Iroh the best? Seriously? Oh, God. (laughs) So it's really great. I'm already crying. Then we cut to Iroh walking up the hills, this giant tree that's on the outskirts of town, I guess, on and it's sunset and it looks really pretty and the leaves are falling. And you know, he's setting up what looks like an altar, and you're kind of confused for a second. Yeah, it's like an altar offering. It's really sweet, sweet. And then you realize that this special occasion that he's been prepping for throughout the day is his son Lu Ten's birthday anniversary. And I'm like, oh my God. And <laughs> and then he he's then he says uh oh what does he say i I wrote down quote oh happy birthday my my son if only i could have helped you and proceeds to sing the soldier boy song falling so slow (laughs) like oh my god and he's crying as he's singing it and i'm crying and and i'm so 
this God. one time. <laughs> yeah. It's the end of the episode, but not before they have to put up in honor of uh, of Mako, who or Mako, who is the voice actor who played Iroh, but he passed away during production of season two. Oh, God. <laughs> Which <laughs> is a that doozy. That is a perfect remembrance. Oh, I know, where, perfect. Where they didn't just put his name at the end of some random episode. <sighs> No. They took the time to really create something that would be wonderful and that would give people emotion and and that would celebrate his life, I feel. Mm-hmm. So good. And like um I wrote Iro singing the song while crying equals I'm dead. And then uh showing the in honor of Mako equals me resurrected just so I can die again. <laughs> uh, so good. <laughs> this 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 whole scene maybe took five minutes, let's say. Maybe six. Not not even. This was not even. This was like a three to four minute episode. I checked. Okay. They so, managed to put so much into this three to four minute episode. It's insane. In yeah, in in four minutes they showed Iroh being be, being ex, being extremely wise, being being good and thoughtful with with, with random strange strange children, mm-hmm. being a really and good people musician. Trying to you. Yeah, being a great musician, being funny, just yeah, being an overall he, compassionate guy who genuinely cares about everyone he meets. He even dudes trying to, to rob him. <laughs> Everything he did that was good this episode, it was stuff he he didn't have to do. He didn't have no. to move move the move the flower vase. He he didn't have to help the child. He didn't have to help the monger. He 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 could have just beat up. He certainly did not. He yeah. <laughs> Every single oh. thing he did, it was above and beyond what what is what is standard and that is what makes mm-hmm. Iroh such a touching character and that is what makes him so different now because of Luten's death yes. without Luten's death I don't know what Iroh would be that yeah that is his cornerstone that is what mm-hmm. made him who who he is which is which is terrible but yeah. it's 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 one of those core memories if we talk in like inside out jargon like or westworld losing yeah you know because like i feel like innately iroh has always been a fun funny compassionate person even before he lost Luten. but i feel like those traits were only like straight strengthened afterward after he was lost for a bit and went on like a journey of self-discovery off screen that we don't know too much about Again, Iro prequel, please. <laughs> but um, please. yeah, but it's I so would great, especially so much money. Oh, I know, especially because like the line where he's like, I, "If only I could have helped you." Like this whole episode, he's been going around helping okay. everyone he sees, just casually, just because it's it's his nature and it's the right thing to do. And I don't know. I feel like a part of him deep down does that in part maybe just because he feels guilty that he couldn't 
help his own son as a result of his own actions due to the siege that he was responsible for, essentially. So there's like that extra layer of him mm-hmm. that's just like, oh my God, like how much remorse and stuff does he feel that like that maybe, or how much does he try to compensate for the fact that he couldn't save the it's one sad. he loves? Yeah, through by helping others. It's, oh my God, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so good. Again, this is only like a three to four minute story and they managed to like tell it so expert like honestly this is like one of my favorite things in any book or movie or a story as far as I'm concerned like I love this so much like it's just mm-hmm. a perfect three to four minutes that really encapsulates a character in all the different facets of uh of that character in just like three minutes it's ridiculous Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, next, next episode, Tale of Aang. Yeah, which good. I which I wrote. Oh, good. I need some levity after that last one. Oh my! My summary for this was Aang visits a sad zoo. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote so in this one. Yeah, Aang makes a new zoo because the old zoo sucks. That's it. <laughs> I didn't take too many notes on this one. It's it's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. And so, makes um, a new zoo. <laughs> so uh the so the Dai Li will not give the zoo money because because kids don't want to go to the zoo because they don't have money. So it's so it's nasty and broke quote nasty and broke (laughs) and broke great (laughs) definitely want to go to that zoo the zookeeper Uh, is actually nice and really wants to help to yeah you know to help the animals and you know the other thing i like about this episode aside from it being like a thesis on each character is that you get to learn more about the people who inhabit bossing say and the different parts of it like we spend some time in the lower ring and some of these we spend some time in the middle and the upper rings and yeah it kind of humanizes this place that's still fucked up a little bit more <laughs> with the knowledge that there's like actual people here and it feel it makes bossing say feel more like a lived in thriving city long yeah. even before the gang got there and stuff that's pretty nice Especially because, like, when later on, when Ba Sing Se is uh, captured by the Fire Nation, I-, I think it adds a bit more weight to it, knowing that it's like, wow, well, I just met a bunch of people in this episode and a couple other episodes previously, and I don't know what's going to happen to them now that mm-hmm. it's under, like, Fire Nation reign and stuff. So, good stuff. But, uh, yeah, the Zookeeper's cool, but Eng. Agrees to try to help him create a new zoo because he noticed that there's like a field right outside the wall, which I mm-hmm. guess anyone can go to. I, I guess, yeah, yeah, whatever. um, yeah. So he doesn't really think it through though in terms of how he's going to transport all those animals over there because he just kind of releases all of them at once. <laughs> Might not have been the smartest plan. <laughs> yep. Cut to cabbage merchant losing his cabbages again, uh, and. Then he just sort of says, fuck it. I don't blame him. Although I love the rabbit. 
eating the cabbages because the, the rapper just like stops eating for a hot second while he's screaming my cabbages so cute. and the rabbit rabbit is just like yeah bitch what are you gonna do about it <laughs> and then immediately proceeds to go back and eat the cabbages yeah just what <laughs> yeah it's like yeah try try me i dare you <laughs> um yeah there was yeah. there was there there was one moment uh where where i finally got the dragonfly pun uh, <laughs> and i was really proud of myself good for you uh and then um i i love the quote from ang that kind of exemplifies his character this was so much easier in my head <laughs> right because yeah, that's pretty great. Be, be, because Aang always jumps without looking. He always has the best intentions, the 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 fullest open open heart possible. But he always leaps before looking what is below. Yeah, <laughs> and that absolutely exemplifies his his um his own um, character which is why this is such a good piece for him um uh uh after that he 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 realizes that 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 he can use appa's bison whistle to kind of direct all of the animals outside in the direction that he wants and when he's doing that I saw a turtle seal and I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. So Aww. Aang, Aang drags, ev- drags everyone outside, makes a really, Im- really impressive zoo, zoo enclosure with like little areas for all of the animals and accidentally brings everyone's cats too. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he isn't the best at this. No. <laughs> and that concludes that one. That one felt like the shortest, but yeah, it's cute. It's probably the weakest of all of these for me, but I still enjoy it. You know what? Yes, it is definitely the weakest because I, because I think, well. Uh, well, okay. Um, Momo's, Zuko's, um, and the uh, Toph and Katara's and Iroh's all show their vulnerability, and they all show something that they don't normally share. But mm-hmm. we always know that Aang is Aang, that Aang likes helping people, and and that he likes animals, and that he jumps without looking we don't get yeah. a- anything new mm-hmm. um it is it, it is it is kind of similar to the to the Sokka one but Sokka's which is coming up next well, um, uh, but before we get to the tale of Sokka um I do think the placement of Aang's story was the right spot to put it yes. in terms of like the order of these like because chances are most of us including myself were too busy crying still from you need something light the, yeah. after that so one you need something bright and two because it's so short and kind of inconsequential you can miss it and still move on because you're too busy crying mop up your tears <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's too blurry to see anything because you're crying <laughs> yeah 
So, and then we proceed into the next episode, which is the tale of Sokka. In which case I wrote, oh good, the writers realized we weren't finished crying yet, but <laughs> I'm getting slightly better. <laughs> this yeah. is the haiku rap battle episode where Sokka stumbles into a haiku club. Why this even exists, I don't know. I I don't think that it is a club. I think it's a finishing school for girls. Okay, let's go with that. That makes more sense. <laughs> but the fact that they have a bouncer... oh that's funny yeah (laughs) so he yeah so Sokka's walking along and uh with his with his boomerang with his boomerang trusty boomerang and he gets knocked or he's walking past a window with a bunch of pretty girls reciting haikus and he gets distracted and and by the poetry yeah he gets distracted by poetry (laughs) ah poetry and yeah he gets kicked through the window and inadvertently makes a haiku which for those of you don't know it's a poem consisting of three lines line one is five syllables line two is seven and line three is another five syllables so yeah so he gets caught in this rap battle with like the headmistress lady who's being horrible to him for whatever reason like oh no she's she is wonderful yes great how dare you yeah say anything (laughs) about this wonderful woman (laughs) it's pretty great so she basically challenges him implicitly to a rap to a rap battle where everything has to be in haiku form (laughs) so uh Sokka picks up on what's going on pretty quickly and just kind of on the fly comes up with haikus nonstop, and he's pretty good at it I mean yeah I'm, I'm 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 impressed this very good lady, at impromptu haikus. This lady keeps a date in her sleeve just so that she, yeah. she can do that that sick fruit fruit burn and squash it on the ground. Oh my god, she was ready she was that. ready for anyone to come for her. She is yeah. wonderful. To which he replies with like what squish squash sling that slang. I'm always right back at you. Like my with boomerang. That boomerang. <laughs> He's good. I think it, but I think it matches with his character. I mean, Sokka's hilarious, and he's also very good at improvising. I think so in general. I, I loved how, how uh, okay. So um, so um, haikus five seven five, but also they normally have to be about nature. Yeah. I love how <laughs> Sokka does not care. No, how like by accident. Some of mm-hmm. some of Sokka's work, some oh, of Sokka's totally. work, great by mm-hmm. accident plus the nature part. Because yeah. Sokka's smart and Sokka's great, and Sokka has like a lot of confidence in himself. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I think he's great. <laughs> Sokka's great, and then in which case the lady realizes that she's lost the rap battle after a few minutes of this, and <laughs> he proceeds to try to continue his winning streak that he's on but then the moment he's won the battle he's already lost because <laughs> <laughs> he added one extra syllable at the end <laughs> in which case the bouncer comes out yeah like, the I... haiku club has a bouncer <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah so the bouncer comes and throws him out <laughs> to which Sakura replies with oh poetry <laughs> 
Yeah, really cute, really funny. Still don't know why the Haiku Club has a bouncer, but I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, really cute. Also really cute is the next one, <laughs> The Tale of Zuko, which is my second favorite. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I, okay. <laughs> or what? Go, for, go ahead. For some reason, and... And sorry, listener, if you really like Katara and and Aang, but Zuko and this random girl, Jen, have more chemistry (laughs) than they do? What's up with that? Right? It's like you guys just wrote like like a character who only exists for like one episode and somehow it's kind of working for me. It's great. Uh, yeah, so AKA, I-, I wrote AKA Zuko being a lovable, awkward dork or a beautiful cinnamon roll. Depends on how it you was interpret nice. It. <laughs> it's, oh my God, it was nice. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, if you're a Zuko fan, this episode does not disappoint at all. It's <laughs> sorry that we just oh. gush about Zuko every single chance God. we get, even when he's not in the episode. So. Seen- just, I mean, it's already great enough just getting to see our heroes do um, stuff. Yeah, just, just stuff. mundane, mundane, everyday stuff in this episode. It's equally awesome, if not more so, seeing Zuko specifically, aka the grouchiest person alive, <laughs> get asked out on a date. <laughs> what do oh you like my. to do for fun? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so great and this is like this little three minute tidbit is like it's so why I lo- oh, it's so great and it's part of why i love the beach episode so much as well because again it's just like here's what our antagonists slash anti-heroes do in their free time and how they cannot socialize for at all <laughs> like they're terrible poor azula <laughs> yeah oh god azula <laughs> okay uh, yeah but poor zuko here too because oh man <laughs> Oh, he is darling. So (laughs) Zuko thinks a customer is on to Iroh and Zuko being being part of the Fire Nation because there's this girl that keeps on watching him in in the shop. Couldn't be because yeah, it couldn't be because she likes me. (laughs) And Iroh's like, oh no, yeah, I've seen her a lot. She's been staring (laughs) at you. I think I think she has a crush on you. Zuko's just incredulous. Like, wait, what? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> just just does not know what to do with this information. Yes. So Which is sad girl. and hilarious at the same time. <laughs> um, so then the girl walks up. Her name is Jen. Um, and she asks him if he would like to go out sometime. Um Iroh <laughs> Iroh says yes. So <laughs> then um she says she will meet him at the front of the shop later at sundown. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. And again, Zuko just incredulous. Like has no idea what's going on. Oh what? <laughs> it's like sad because like oh just the fact that he's so confused by someone just even asking him out. Like he feels that unloved. <laughs> and just hilarious because he just has no idea how to interact in this well everyday he, social. He doesn't, he doesn't thing. feel doesn't feel attractive. No. And I <laughs> And I don't think that he ever had 
anyone ask him out ever or even be his friend because yeah. except um, for maybe may uh, maybe like, but but also azula had friends zuko didn't azula made it so that zuko didn't even have paid friends yeah <laughs> you know uh <laughs> there's a reason why yeah <laughs> so, so. oh it's great so he walks out Iro did his hair. It's terrible. <laughs> it's awful. It's Thank like slicked back. Made it better. Right? She immediately dishevels it. Jen is a bay. Yeah. Zuko's just so confused. Like, but it took him like 10 minutes to do my hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh Zuko isn't one for conversation. No. Yeah, they're at dinner. And <laughs> Yeah, she's just like, yeah, so what do you do for fun? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Great. Oh, uh, Real charmer. <laughs> uh, and then she starts, like, sucking down her ramen noodles. And he's just like, you have quite an appetite for a for girl. For a girl. <laughs> uh, the, thanks. Uh, the waiter comes over and asks <laughs> if if he would like to to order dessert for him and his girlfriend so then zuko screams she's not my girlfriend as as loud as he possibly can yeah oh my god and he's like literally twiddling his thumbs the whole time it is adorable it's so great (laughs) so uh yeah so jen asks yeah, so where were you before you moved here and stuff? <laughs> and Zuko comes up with the live, oh yeah, we were in a traveling circus. And Jin's like, oh, you must have juggled. And then he cuts to, cut to Zuko's face and he looks so deadpanned it's with like, his arms folded. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, yep, I juggled. <laughs> Why didn't he say something about knives? I know, yeah, do something cool with your dual swords. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> that's the thing. He doesn't he doesn't realize how how much of a dork he is, like how much of a sweet, adorkable person he is to the point where like you can't like oh. dude, you are a badass with dual swords. <laughs> Just yeah. whip those out. She, yeah, she she passes him things to juggle and he tried. Oh yeah, he tried. <laughs> Bless his heart, he tried. <laughs> I mean and he doesn't get like really pissy angry after he no. fails yeah he is, he is <laughs> miserably so, fails he, he's just so shy i know just like yeah i just haven't practiced in a while <laughs> oh great man so then she takes him to her favorite spot in the town which is the firelight fountain of, yeah and there's like this fountain in the middle with a bunch of lanterns that are supposed to be lit up but they're not and she's disappointed which case Zuko finally takes a hint from Iroh's level baller game when it comes to impressing <laughs> girls. <laughs> Tells her to close close her eyes and uh, uses firebending to light up all the lanterns. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, she opens her eyes and she's like, oh man, how did you do that? And he just gives her like the most baller the smile. Look. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I know I got game for a hot second. <laughs> Yeah, um, she she's about to to to, to kiss him, but then he Zuko brings up oh my god um, a free voucher for a, for a cup of tea. 
from Iro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. That's so sweet. Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> he has no idea what he's doing. And luckily, Jen is very forward. Thank with goodness. Her yeah, thank God. Because he has no clue what he's doing. Uh, yeah, so then she leans in uh, for the kiss. And she's like, yeah, now it's time for you to close your eyes. Because I have something I want to give you. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me very much of like Peter Pan. Where like Wendy is being very forward and Peter's confused, where it's just like, I want to give yeah. you a thimble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then they kiss for a brief moment, and then Zuko backs away <laughs> because it's complicated. Okay. Oh so, my god. So what happens in order is that she kisses him. Mm-hmm. He kisses. Back, back and then he runs off yeah and so it's complicated and this it is like is oh my god Zuko. yeah <laughs> and the whole time you're wondering why just because angst slash uh you have a thing for may still or like what's going on buddy <laughs> well he's the fire nation refugee and he all that and he can never be him, yeah. himself with anyone while the war is going on mm-hmm. well when i say angst i mean like just everything going yeah on that yeah that's, yeah that's every just turmoil was, yeah just <laughs> yeah just zuko being zuko in general yeah because oh. at this point i don't think he he is in love with may i think that he just had a childhood crush on yeah her. like he, and, he hasn't seen her in a while yeah, later he's very happy to see her. Oh, totally. But, yeah, but I don't think that he was pining away. Yeah, I, my theory is more it's just the general angst that embodies Zuko's character. Angst, 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 angst. Yeah, so he goes home. Aras, how was your night? He, he closes the door. Yeah, initially doesn't say anything and slams the door, and then he opens it up just a little bit and says, "It was nice." <laughs> oh my god. Zuko, my baby. I know. I just wrote in all caps my beautiful cinnamon roll. <laughs> Is he oh. a cinnamon roll because like cinnamon spicy and he's fired? <laughs> Didn't even think of that, but sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> oh my god, um. I love it so much. It's, it's so great. Zuko's the best. <laughs> It is just oh. so good. <laughs> so great. Okay. Just seeing Zuko do mundane things like this has its own special its own specialness. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so then we transition into the final episode, which is also here to make me cry now that I've had a good laugh. Oh Slash god. <laughs> oh. Tales of Momo. Oh man. Yeah, so this is the one that ends pretty open-endedly, makes the viewer go, wait, what? <laughs> and easily transitions into the into the next episode in general. But yeah, so this is the one where Momo is pining for Appa and keeps thinking that he's seen Appa everywhere and proceeds to try to find him around town. It's so sad. It's so sad. Again, this one, no dialogue, but you feel everything Momo's feeling. Great job, animators. Oh, yeah, God. Momo dreams of having fun with Appa. Um, and and 
and then he and then he he wakes up because there's a clap of there's a clap of thunder which causes him to um to jump into one of the gang's bags and in that bag there's some of appa's hair that momo ties around his, his like little wrist because he uh be, be because he's sad and he's like i will use this to track him oh my god this is so sweet. Oh, so God. he, so so he leaves, um the 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 comfort that he was in before, um and he, and he sees a cloud that looks like Appa, but it isn't Appa, and he sees a tree that looks like Appa, but it isn't Appa, and then like Momo's super sad, and he's just walking around, but then these pumas, like straight pumas. Yeah. Um, are in the city. Puma leopards. I know, right? It's like why? Why are they just like they don't have spots running around? Like they're just they're just pumas. Or, um, no, I meant a puma. Uh, puma, not leopards. Cat. No, what? What did I write? Pumas are cats. Yeah. Well, I, I also wrote a cat. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, panthers. Puma panthers. Oh, puma panthers. Like it. Yeah. I'm just like, why are they running around just freely around town like this? Uh. Yeah, were these just some of like the stray uh, cats that Aang forgot to enclose when he was making the zoo earlier? Like I don't know, no, they were just never able to catch these ones. There are quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so um, the so so the puma panthers want dinner, and they are chasing after Momo to to try to eat him. Um, uh, Momo gets gets um gets um caught in in a like circle dance with a bunch of monkeys that have like little hats and he, like starts starts dancing and voguing <laughs> yeah he's doing some very good voguing mm-hmm. and he's and he's really cute and then he runs off again um um the puma panthers following him all the way and they all get caught in a in a net and this is where we this is the second time that we've seen it where where um we realized that Momo cannot under- understand human language. Yeah. <laughs> it's just some weird gib- gibberish with like a fish islands <laughs> on yeah. screen. Yeah. Um so he helps himself and the and reluctantly the Puma Panthers go even though they probably need to be in a cage, seriously, why are these things just running around freely, willy-nilly? This is the equivalent of, like, lions roaming around downtown or something. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it is a... It, it is a little strange. But it's so... But it's also strange that this random, like, cat poacher is just a butcher that's gonna sell these wild animals for meat. <laughs> Yeah. on the streets uh-huh. I, so yeah. so maybe bossing say isn't doing as well as we think it is at maybe. least in the lower rings maybe they don't have the best choice of food yeah maybe <laughs> i can tell you yeah uh yeah so um so um so everyone escapes uh uh, a Momo cuddles with the Puma Panther. It is it, it is super cute, and 
and in one of the puma panthers takes takes the hair off of momo's wrist and just starts running uh uh so um so uh momo and momo and the other puma panthers follow him and it and it turns out the puma, the puma panthers want to help momo out by finding appa and oh. they and and they lead momo to 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 a footprint that was left in the middle uh, of the city and momo just falls lays, into it <laughs> lays in the center of it while it starts to rain oh my god and yeah, that's that. the end of oh, the episode peace and like while you're going oh why i'm so sad and then you do a double take and you're like wait what appa was here maybe holy shit like that's the first clue we get as to what yeah appa's actually appa. here mm-hmm. we Since, can find appa yeah i'm like holy shit it's like how long ago was this made and we find out in the next episode next what happens episode. Which is so sad. Imagine taking the tale of Momo, which is already sad, and then making it a 22-minute long episode. Yay! That just breaks my heart. Oh, God. I This the next episode is so freaking hard to watch. Like, I feel like I've only seen it a handful of times. It's just rough to get through. It's <laughs> just, like, animal cruelty and shit. Like, God. For 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 some reason, I I'm more fine seeing Aang almost die than <laughs> Appa being treated poorly. Oh my god! I know. Sorry, gang. Sorry, but I can't do it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So next episode, it's crazy. But uh, first, do we have any additional overall thoughts in this episode? So, um, so. So I really like the emotional pacing of, of this episode. Mm-hmm. So it so 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 we first start with a like super super happy episode that 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 like brings you back into oh oh these are these are characters that have emotions that have feelings which leads us into the just the heart-wrenching of Iroh which like emotionally is starts out super super happy but then brings you back down of this is super sad be, be because you care about the characters just like just like the first one and then there is Aang which that is that's is just a palate cleanser after yep. oh what we just watched and then God. and then that leads into into Sokka which which is which, which is also really really fun and funny because we didn't get anything really funny mm-hmm. yet yeah and, and 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 then there's Zuko which which part of it's <laughs> funny part of it's just lighthearted looking into <laughs> and it and it is yet again interest. It's yet again interest introspective without being super super sad to mm-hmm. bring it into Momo's, which kills you. the 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 way that they ordered it and the way that they show similarities between the 
the different highs and lows and the different lives of the characters, I feel is really masterfully done where um, where having anthology episodes like this doesn't always work out where where um, where every single episode is its own piece. It, mm-hmm. it is a separate piece, but they flow so well together. But but they're still separate enough that it doesn't feel like it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I agree with all that. Because, like, um, this isn't the first time I've seen, like, an anthology appear in a show that normally doesn't do that, so to speak. Like, I think maybe another reason why I didn't like it when I was younger was because up to this point, the show is mostly very serialized and focuses on one plot for 22 minutes. So the fact that they broke up the episode into like three minute chunks, mm-hmm. I was kind of caught off guard by. But I really like, like anthology episodes like this. I think it's really fun. I uh, the the show the other show that comes to mind a lot that I think does this a lot. Um, Bob's Burgers does it a lot. Mm. Those are usually fun. Uh, Gravity Falls did it a, a couple of times. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, like that episode when like Mabel and Dipper and everybody's stuck in like a never ending pit yes. or a hole or something. Yeah. <laughs> They're like telling stories. That was fun. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I-, I like stuff like that. So good and stuff. It, yeah. And it, and, it, and it just does it well without it feeling like, oh, this is, this is the clip show mm-hmm. type of thing. Agreed. There was a lot of thought put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, one of my favorites. So that said, the tears aren't over because <laughs> the next yeah. No. <laughs> oh, oh god. Tune in next time when we talk about book two, chapter sixteen, Appa's Lost Days. Which I wrote in parentheses, yeah. Don't put away your t- your tissue box. <laughs> uh spoiler alert, they don't kill the they don't kill the, the sky bison. He's okay. No, but it's just sad. Crappy's got to go through though too. <laughs> oh god, I can't. We must. Yeah, <laughs> we must. Oh jeez. All right. Well, until then, stay flaming. Happy birthday, my son. If only I could have helped you. Leaves from the vine Falling so slow Like fragile tiny shells Drifting in the foam Little soldier boy Come marching home Brave soldier boy Comes marching home